and now I'm trying to help with Aesop Rock. Good morning. My name is Aesop Rock. And I'm Blockhead. And you're watching I'm Trying to Help. Um, I say we just go off to our key section and bring out Judy because, honestly... Judy and Monkey. Says here the name is Carlotte. Charlotte. 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 Right. Charlotte. Like North, great band. Charlotte, North Dakota. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. Hello, Judy. How are you? How are you two gentlemen? We're great. I'm doing great. And this Good. is apparently a monkey. Is that correct? This is a monkey. So monkey. What, what is that? This I mean, is... what does it do? Well... Mm. She's a dancer. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Is it possible to see any of that activity, or well, is that maybe a, you can maybe bust a maybe if you sing a sing a song to her or something. Maybe. Um, mm, I don't know any monkey songs. Welcome to Against All Oddities, the podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly true and the truthfully odd. The subject of today's episode is Bad Samaritan, and we'll be talking to Chef author, former Richmond native, and current New Orleans-based Samaritan, Dan Mills. And for all you squares and bean counters out there who don't think today's subject is an actual oddity, well, I have news for you. Everything's an oddity. There are only shades of gray in this world. The rivers are dark, the ocean is deep, and the cosmos infinite. This is Against All Oddities. you introduce dan he's our friend from richmond my roommate for multiple years he uh was the screamy vocalist of the richmond band monarch circa 2001 to 2007 ish i guess he he wrote a book it's uh i guess a collection of his poems and short stories called fighting weight and he Went from Richmond to Austin, worked fine dining in Austin, moved to New Orleans, Louisiana. He's an executive chef down there now. And the sappy rom-com story is Dan was the best man at my wedding, and he married the maid of honor who he met at our wedding. Nice. Oh. Nice. I was so there. Now I saw it happen. Chris saw it happen. Nate saw it happen. Now they're married. They have two kids. They have three Boston Terriers. One is Lambone, Hambone, Jambone. He goes by Limmy. That's the dog I knew and lived with for a year and saw twice because he hated me. <laughs> and they have two other dogs, T and Donut. I had previously brought up Dan Mills in our Devil episode because he's a, uh, a metal aficionado and knows more about it than I do, especially the satanic devil-worshipping ones that I was trying to mm. enlighten it's also dry January, just to point out that me and Nate are dreadfully sober right now. I <laughs> am bourbon. drinking bourbon, but I just started, so I'm still sober. <laughs> it doesn't count. Hey, Dan, are you on the call? Yes, I'm on the call. Hey. Dan Mills. Dan Mills. Dan Mills. <laughs> uh, Tim asked you on the show because 
this is against all oddities and he said you had an oddity only you could tell about so yeah i will add, i mean i guess Dan might be inspired now to listen to one of these episodes. <laughs> what you, you're joining the ranks of Bradley Blanche and Dana Blanche? No, not Dana. No, we Dana have, hasn't done it yet. Not done Dana. It was I, Pete. It's Pete, Pete and Brad. Pete, Pete, yeah. Well, I've, I've been trying to run away from those ranks for a long time. <laughs> well, you did. And what's funny is Brad was on it for like an hour. He still hasn't listened to it. It was like whatever. <laughs> listen to his own episode. Yeah, but we. We try to talk about paranormal things, occult things, or everyday oddities. And then that's, uh, yeah, your recent story stuck out as a, as a pretty good one. I have not I have not hinted at all about what it's about to Chris or Nate to try no, to keep know. the reaction oh, raw. I thought, I thought you told him already. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well... Yeah, that makes a difference because I, I thought you guys already knew. But uh, <laughs> oh, all right, let me go ahead with it. So, I mean, I uh, I've done a lot of humiliating things and, and horrible things and things that in your life that you can't really live down, but you just keep living anyway and uh, get through it and deal with with all the the shit behind that. And uh, without a doubt. This was the most humiliating day of my life. <laughs> this is recently, recently. Yeah, two days ago. Oh, <laughs> nice. It's fresh. That's good. And uh, so I live in Gentilly, New Orleans, which is like a, the oldest, the first and oldest incorporated black suburb in the country. And I'm very proud to live here. And all, a lot of my neighbors are older older black folk that have been in the community for a very long time and uh, my next door neighbors on the left of me are a reverend who had a Baptist church in the lower ninth ward for about 40 years and he's 90 something and his wife as well is 90 something and um, he's got a lot of like children grandchildren they all come around they all help they, they help move them around and they're they're good neighbors and you know they they like my kids and it's all cool and whatever so we have a, a garden in our side yard because it gets the most sun and gabby was out there gardening um the other day and all of a sudden she comes running in the house and she's like look man the reverend's granddaughter and daughter are trying to take the mom from a wheelchair into their suv and they're having a really hard time because he's like 350 pounds. Oh, uh, okay. And I'm like, all right, yeah, uh, so what do you want? And she's like, no, you need to go help them right now. I was like, okay. <laughs> I absolutely will help them. They're good neighbors. Um, I'm wearing a drop dead shirt. It's a hardcore band that, that <laughs> you know, there is no guy yourself. <laughs> so, so I walk over there and they have this giant pretty much catatonic catatonic woman like in between a wheelchair and getting into an SUV and it's two other like really morbidly obese women trying to lift her in there and I swoop in like a forklift underneath her giant rotting ass <laughs> and you know I'm trying to pick it up 
off the ground at this point and leverage her <laughs> into the car seat. And then her daughter and granddaughter have gotten around the other side and they're trying to pull her through. And they can't do it. I mean, she, I mean, she can't even say a word. And so I'm literally like, at this point, I'm doing a deadlift of 300. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I am like overweight and lazy and I haven't lifted weights in like probably 10 years and I am losing it. Like I'm losing my mind. <laughs> when, like when runners, like marathon runners hit that wall and they're like, I can't do this. <laughs> That's where I was at about 45 seconds into this. And I don't know if any of you have ever like instantly grabbed a 90 year old obese <laughs> like under parts, but it's not fun. And yeah. it, did not, it did not smell good to begin with. And then, you know, I'm I'm just sitting there. And it's about 75 degrees in New Orleans. It's not, it wasn't, it wasn't. It's not good. winter. And I am a, a dead squat with this woman. <laughs> the wife of a preacher in the lower ninth ward. And if I don't pick her up and put her in her car, I'm a piece of shit. Right? <laughs> I have to do this or else like I'm terrible. <laughs> there's there's no way it's gonna happen. And I'm literally like every ounce of my being is like holding this woman up. And then she starts all over. It's awful. And I'm still holding, still holding, still holding. <laughs> and, oh. I just give one last push into the car. It's an SUV. Her feet are stuck in the car door. And I can't get her up there. I just start projectile vomiting. There's video of, like the tough guy lifters that like try and pick up a thousand. <laughs> and a little bit their like their asshole falls out. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. And so I sprayed their entire car. Like their <laughs> absolutely covered in vomit. Uh, the the ground in front of their car was covered in vomit. Everything. I mean, I and, and I, I literally puked for like two minutes straight. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was like, I've never puked like that before. It was unbelievable. Oh my god! What and happened? What but happened? Also, like her was on the ground probably too, and you, right? In a diaper. Oh, <laughs> that actually makes it worse that they couldn't visibly see the cause of your. You just no. Heather <laughs> <laughs> looking at me. Voice <laughs> like in shirt. They asked you for help. They asked you for help. I'm vomiting all over their car. <laughs> just, like, hey, can you come here and help me? Oh, yeah, sure. And you walk up. <laughs> ah! <laughs> up on everything. <laughs> what? Wait, what did they... Did you 
saying what their reaction was? They're good Christian folk. They're just like, oh, okay, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. I'm like, I know it's not cool. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> like, no, it's not okay. I'm gonna go die. <laughs> Did she get in the car at the end of it? At the end of it, so I have the bomber who who worked. He played for like Louisiana Tech as a linebacker, and he's like six foot eight mm-hmm. and a million pounds. And I went over and knocked on his door. I was like, "Dude, Carnell, can you please just pick this lady up and get her in the truck?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, of course." He's very soft spoken, mm-hmm. and so you know we we share weed every once in a while. But he walked over and picked her up immediately put her in the seat and he's like everything's good and he's like who the f*** threw up all over the place <laughs> <laughs> I was like it was her it was her man <laughs> oh man did they it off did you give her a courtesy hose on the car or did they just hosed the car down I hosed the driveway down I where were they going they were so she they were trying to give her a sense of normalcy and actually take her to lunch somewhere and just like i kind of figured she was going to the hospital for some reason no (laughs) this is what i did to their day i vomited (laughs) and made them probably hate me for life i don't think they hate i bet they i bet they appreciated the i think they knew how difficult it was and also if you threw up from straining there's no way in hell that they were (laughs) (laughs) just every now and then i get a visual of it (laughs) I mean, can you imagine dude holding a 300-pound woman who's pooping on him just, like, projectile vomiting, like, all over a car? Did they go to lunch? Yeah, they did. I sprayed down their car. I, I cleaned everything up. I actually, like, deck scrubbed their their uh, their driveway, and they, they went to lunch. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't have to process this story for a while. Like, I gotta, like think about this. I know you digest it for a minute and then you can just picture Dan like trying to like deadlift a 90 year old large woman just going, I'm sorry. I'm so fucking sorry. (laughs) But they have to get her back out and and they have to get her out of the car and back in the car at the restaurant. Out is always easier. Yeah, Yeah, but getting her back in at the restaurant? I think out is easier. In is not easy. But... Well, you know, you you said it, Dan, that I was listening to the story and it was so hilarious and good. And but you you mentioned that, and I totally forgot this fucking COVID, man. Like this is like how you get COVID. You <laughs> spray <laughs> COVID juice on everything. No, like Dan yeah. should have, like everyone from Darrell to like the old the old lady to Dan. All of you have COVID now. <laughs> like, <that's> just... <laughs> <laughs> that COVID was floating in a cloud and saw I, this happen and came down. Yeah, like <laughs> it's a it's a good enough story, but I haven't touched another human being in like eight months. <laughs> like it's like it's yeah, like four different body forms. It's such a good pandemic story. But yeah, man, that sh- and the the funniest part was like at the end of it, like we have a garden in our side yard that faces these people's house. And Gabby is out there with our two children, like working in the garden. Were they watching the whole time? No, they didn't see it. But then oh, they should have watched. Corner, I come around the corner with vomit all over my beard. And <sighs> puffing, and she's like the one that got me in the first place. She's like, what the f*** happened to you? 
threw up all over the fucking neighbors. Good. <laughs> you should see her. You should see her. You see the other guy in their car. It's completely covered in vomit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hey, I, I don't know how you live this down. I mean, we still live right next to <laughs> No, it's good. Uh... I think I think that I, look. I mean, maybe it's me, but I, if I were them, I would be embarrassed for having this person come over to help. And it was so horrible that it caused projectile vomiting. Like that says a lot to what you were willing to do yeah. to help. I think I think they I think you got points. You didn't lose anything. You got points. You could take them some eggnog as a peace offering. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't think they need that. <laughs> uh, they they probably don't drink. Uh, well, it it can be. They might. I don't know. Uh, New Orleans. Everyone drinks in New Orleans. Even Christian pastors drink in New Orleans. True. <laughs> no, I, mean, I think you just have to start going to church there. That's yeah. yeah. Ten years. You have to go to church there every Sunday until they till they croak. That's just like. <laughs> I mean, they're in their 90s, so hopefully... Yeah, it's, we're just talking a, a little bit here. Yeah, but... Whoa. Yeah, Single-handedly... <sighs> yeah, I'll, I'll call that episode Bad Samaritan. <laughs> <laughs> Bad Samaritan Port of New Orleans. Uh, <laughs> hold it right there. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Hey! I was looking for a pair of normal insurance policies because my blood hurts. But I guess ghosts are cool too. Thanks for the paranormal insurance, Dwarf Trottle. If you have a ghost, the only way to defeat that is with heart, faith, and steel. In the end, there can be only one paranormal insurance company. Dolphew.com We're back. That was cool to hear about. We're talking with Dan Mills. I think an appropriate question that we never really got a a satisfactory answer for was uh, the last time we got together and talked, it was about eggnog. But we do a Riddler on each one, so since we didn't really get an answer, we'll carry it over and ask Dan the Riddler, especially since you're a chef, you might have a, a unique perspective on this. Well, this right. it's in a live situation where a plane crashes on a snowy mountaintop. Half of them are dead, half of them are alive. You're on the live side, the bodies are frozen. What part of the human do you eat first and why? <laughs> It's meat lovers, then. Anything, bro? Is this Andouy? Uh, it's Andrewy. <laughs> Thank God for Andrew. He was delicious. Um, uh, I, I don't know, man. I would probably just pack everybody in the snow and preserve them as long as possible, and then. You know, harvest them slowly. <laughs> but what's yeah, which, the first which part body you part do you harvest first? Yeah, what do you want to what's eat? What's your go to answer? Are you saving part? How, how many people do I have to feed? Just you. Well, it's just you. 
It's just well, no, there's like, I, all right, I so mean, there are other people. You don't yeah. necessarily have to cook for them, though. But if that, yeah, if that, if that helps you. you with your survival, then you can. It's more about what are you most comfortable slicing off and eating first. You all have your own dead person to eat from. It's, it's just you to eat this one person. <laughs> Though the others will see you eat it. All right, so it totally depends on the body makeup of the person. <laughs> where, their, where their muscle is lean, where their muscle is plentiful, and where their fat is. They have diabetes, they're missing one leg. Yeah. So, <laughs> Which means they're fatty. Yeah, they're definitely fatty. Um, in that instance, I would probably start with a... I would field dress a thigh, basically, because that's got a lot of solid meat and a little bit of fat and could be chopped up easily into steaks. So, yeah. That's what I said, but I like Tim's answer. I chose the face, so nobody would <laughs> with me. <laughs> Everybody else is starting with the butt or the back or the thigh, and they look over and you're nibbling off somebody's face. You win. <laughs> you said, have you ever carved a face off of anything before? No carving. He no knives. Raw. Just teeth. Oh. Just teeth, man. Chewing on the face. <laughs> <laughs> That was I, I've done that with a coyote. It, it it's it's more comes off like a sock. I don't know. Here's the here's the thing. Like they definitely will fear you more, but you're the first one to get bludgeoned while you sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're they're gonna fear you for about two hours, and then you fall asleep, and they're gonna fucking kill you, bro. <laughs> Not if I take the eyeballs from the face and put them over my eyeballs, <laughs> so they're like, so you're always awake. <laughs> Uh, so wrong. Yeah, everybody thinks survival's about food. <laughs> it's a stray from the question, though. The question was directly about food. Stuff. Well, I gotta go, man. My kids are starting to bug Gabby. That, good. That was that was awesome. <laughs> thanks for your story. Yeah, yeah, thanks. that was a uh, that was a good one. I was uh, crying about it a little bit the first time you told it. <laughs> Everybody, uh, all, everybody I've talked to either peed themselves or cried for like. It's it's, yeah. We'll uh, work on the animation to go along with the story. <laughs> yeah, I'll fully prove that. It's just so great to live next to these people and continue to see them every day now. Oh, I, think I, I think I think you're going about it all wrong. I think they like it. I think I think they appreciated the the, uh, the effort that was put. Yeah, in. that is a bond shared by very few people on this. <laughs> Make t-shirts. Make t-shirts of the band. <laughs> no, but you should definitely offer to come over and help way more and see what they say. It's like, no, I think we got it. <laughs> yeah, you want to bring your trash in? No, 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 no. We got it. <laughs> We're good. I've, I've thought about just like every time I walk out on the front porch if they're around making myself vomit. Just projectile <laughs> 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 vomiting. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. You'll be fine. I think they like you. Uh, they like they like Gabby. <laughs> they like me. Well, that's why we get married. I mean, it's <laughs> it's a it's a team effort. That whole better half thing. Yeah. Makes, yeah, I'm I'm definitely the shittiest half. That's the fact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, it's nice to see all you Carol dudes again. Yeah. yeah, 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 man. All right, dudes. Yeah. Have a good
Yeah, see yeah. you. See you, Dan. Bye. I, I just I thought of two things when I was in high school for Bad Samaritan. Oh, yeah. And the first one, I didn't realize like I did anything wrong until after the fact. I was in high school. I had a like a 1989 Honda Accord. It was it was pretty cool for first first car or whatever. And I was walking back to it, and there were these two other teenagers about my age in front of me, and their battery was dead. And I was like, "Well, I've got some jumper cables. I'll help you out." So I put it on my car correctly and i put the cables on their car oh, no. backwards <laughs> and it went and it melted something between the three of us it was two of them and one of me they kept trying to start it and it wouldn't and it like fr like there was smoke coming out of their car somewhere at some point like a little bit and they're like well thanks for trying buddy i was like yeah i'll see you later and I then guess. left and i told dad about it and he was like dude you fried their car like it's dead <laughs> there's no coming like back you, from that you can't hook that up backwards and then expect it to be okay. Whatever you did is not reparable. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Uh, get okay. a new battery. I'm yeah. And then when I took the uh, the battery, the jumper cable off of their battery, the teeth had left bite marks in, like, the lead cylinder that comes out of it. Like, it, it melted into it a little bit. Yeah, that's bad. And then this isn't a Samaritan thing. I don't know. I was at a Waffle House one time. I was thinking about this story too for some reason. Yeah, well, I well, I guess it was I was trying to be a good Samaritan, but I wasn't willing to go the extra mile. Tell the story. Cuz all right, so Waffle House was our hangout um in high school. It was Chris's oh hangout. I ne I never hung out at the Waffle House, definitely. Yeah, it was okay, a generational so thing. We came we came right after you. Um kidding though. I there was nothing there was, else. Um, all right, now, so me and Chris and our separate friends essentially became all good acquaintances and hung out there. So I was hanging out there with uh, uh, Andy Richardson, and we are just having coffee. And then this lady, like two booths over, um, just turned blue and fell on the ground. And then this guy she was with and these two other people, they were all pieces of and it turns out they had all done a bunch of drugs and he was a drug dealer and she OD'd like on the spot and just fell over. And she was kind of like pear-shaped and pot-bellied and maybe pushing 50 but looked a lot older. And I went, I just got up and walked over because everybody was just staring at her and I couldn't feel a pulse on her neck. Uh, it had been probably 10 years since I had taken, not even 10, like five years since I had taken BLS or whatever. So I just started doing compressions on her and uh, she was foaming at the mouth and like her face was completely purple and bloated. And this guy that was sitting up at the diner went, you got to give her mouth to mouth. And I just looked at him and I was like, no way, dude. No way. <laughs> <laughs> and so I kept doing compressions and he was actually wearing a tie and had a jacket on. I don't know what he was doing at the Waffle House, but he yeah. got down and he like... <gasps> He was trying to hold his breath, but give her mouth to mouth at the same time. And he didn't have a napkin or anything. I don't know why he didn't do it, but she was like frothing at the mouth. It was everywhere. He just went for it, started like doing it. And then finally the ambulance showed up and then they took over and got her out into the ambulance. And then they just waited there for like, I don't know, an hour and a half. And I was like, man, they're really putting a lot of effort in. And then... I talked to dad who was a paramedic and he was like, yeah, she's dead. 
<laughs> yeah, she and definitely so, coded in that ambulance. And that's yeah, why she was dead in Waffle House. Yeah, that's what they don't sit around and wait that long. They were trying to figure. They were probably trying to find somebody to call it over the phone. But um, that's what, I don't think it was bad Samaritan. But again, I'm not. I wasn't going to do mouth to mouth. Ironically, since then they've gotten rid of that as recommendations. You do straight I was impressions. Say, I did that at work. I took the class or whatever, and they're like. No one gives mouth to mouth anymore. More FYI, <laughs> and you yeah, just they're, but they're like you. I have to take it every year too. They're like basically people are too stupid to handle this. So so just do t- chest compressions, even if they're moving around a little bit. Like when in doubt, just do chest compressions and don't do any mouth to mouth. Uh yeah, I'm trying. I feel like there's other situations. Yeah, I've been t- in countless, but I can't. None come to mind. I I can remember a lot of people dicking me over really bad. But trying <laughs> we're trying to help and like just ruining something for me. But uh, I need a. It, it's not as funny as. Um, Nothing is as funny as. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, not like that. Not not that bad. Well, I like the idea of like trying to do something helpful and then just like embarrassing yourself completely. Like you volunteered for this. Yeah. <laughs> I have a story, Tim, about you trying to help and failing. And oh, that was the hammer. No, no, oh, that's no, 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 no. So, not that. This, this was. I was at college. Tim had come up to visit, and I the had dazzled. Uh, yes, I had dazzled. <laughs> I had dazzled. <laughs> old fish tank set up, and the fish that were in it. Well, they were fish that I caught with Chuck Lewayne, right? And I. I stuck them in a cooler and then dumped them in the fish tank, and one of the fish survived, um, like a little rock bass or something. But the uh, Tim filled it up, or I was like, Tim, fill up the fish tank or something like that. And he filled a spaghetti pot full of cold water and dumped it on the heater. Heater shattered, <laughs> fried the fish, right? No, I'll tell you what happened is I, I used your sink. But I used the hot water side, and it was progressively getting hotter. And then between filling up one spaghetti, whatever pot full of water, and the next, it went from like 60 degrees to like 140 degrees. (laughs) And I didn't know it it really until I dumped it. And the, the temperature difference from going from cold water to that cracked your throat. And then we found, I, I thought about this a lot. I felt really bad about it. And then it cracked the thing and it electrocuted your fish. And so as soon as I did that, it just floated upside down. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. Nate, something's wrong with your fish. <laughs> Here's the best part of the story, in which proves how smart the three of us are <laughs> genetically or whatever. It's just Tim. This is Tim. I believe this. What the fuck was I doing to think? That this would work. Tim's like, you know, you could just boil that fish down like a shrunken head and make a keychain out of it. <laughs> I was 16, by the way. Just so you know. Yeah, he was 16. I was like 20. I was like, yeah, man. That's a great idea. <laughs> I want a little fish. I love my fish. I want him to shrink down to a keychain. How do you do that? He's like, I don't know. I think we just boil it forever and eventually it'll shrink. This is before no, that's what's funny. Daniel Kemp told me that once when we were kids, when we were like four or five, because his mom had, or his grandmother or somebody had like a little dehydrated fish. And so he had told, like, I was like, how did it get so small and dry like that? He was like, I don't know. You boil it and it goes down. And then fast forward 12 years, it's one of those things. You just, 
it's in your brain, but you don't realize how dumb it is until you just like. I was 21 years into old that I fell for it. I was like, yeah, it makes sense to me. That's how they do shrunken heads in the movies, right? You just dump a head in some water, which uh, is not how it works, by the way. There's no way. it would. That would be equally as disgusting as what happened yeah, to that fish. Oil dead flesh. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it fell. It sort of just dissipated and made his whole apartment stink. I also no, well, thought... No, it's not exactly how it worked because you're like, well, to boil a a dead fish so much that it turns into a shrunken shrinky ding. <laughs> it takes a while. So you brought water up to boil, you threw the dead fish in it, then you came into the living room and watched television with everyone. And then sure enough, like an hour later, it's like, what is that smell? And it's the, like fish broth. <laughs> you guys are also leaving out the stupidest thing I did that night. Pepper spray. I thought I was lighting a cigarette. I thought I was there for all of us. I thought I was lighting a cigarette, and I grabbed Christina's pepper spray, thinking it was a lighter, and I maced myself and the whole apartment. Because he came in, you're like, ah, I pepper sprayed myself, and they were like laughing at you while that fish is boiling, and then the smell of the pepper spray kind of came into the room too, and then the person closest to the door started coughing. And then the next Travis, <laughs> I think he was like, I'm out. I'll see you guys later. Travis Skylar, he was like, this is it. I can't do it. But to so, air the apartment out, we opened all the windows and the doors, and then the two cats got out. And so we had to spend two or three hours looking for the cats because we were airing out the maced room the after the boiled, boiled fish. fish. Yeah, that was a fun <laughs> night. Later, the horrible Samaritan things I would do to Chris is because I lived in that apartment. I moved out to Chesterfield and then back into the fan, and Chris would ask me to buy beer, and he'd have a list of fancy beers, and I would go get the worst possible beers I could buy at this Korean market. Or not even. We'd be like, hey, because uh, we were like stupid freshmen. We're like, hey, can you uh, can you buy us like 1240s? Which, by the way, carrying 1240s in a grocery store is like the most horrible thing you could ever have. <laughs> <laughs> Buy me three cases of beer. Sure, it's easy to carry. 40s are the most ergonomically incorrect thing you could ever try to carry. I thought you asked for beer and I would go buy you well, a case that's what of I was going to say. No, no, no. You, I would ask for like a bunch of 40s and then you'd come back with off-brand Goldschlager. <laughs> like, be like, here's a bottle of Minschlager. <laughs> and we're like, God damn it, we have to drink this because we're not going to... What else are we going to do? no choice. <laughs> or sometimes you'd just be like, I got you a 12-pack of Natty Ice Light. Good luck. <laughs> uh, well, you also have to think that that Korean market wasn't exactly... Yeah, I was... say Korean market. That's probably racist. I don't know. The small Korean-owned okay. market... Which, by the way, this pregnant lady would buy cigarettes from every day, like a yuppie pregnant lady would park her BMW outside of there like it was the bad neighborhood, quote unquote, next to Sticky Rice or wherever it was. And she would come out and waddle in like nine months pregnant and like look around and go in and buy her cigarettes, you know. Mm. Is Sticky Rice still around? Is that still a thing? I don't know. I'm assuming it is. Last I checked it was. Six. I was there with Pete one time. I was like, what the hell? Because it was super packed. And this guy, it was funny. There was a fight, and Pete and I were on one side of the counter, and I guess he wanted to beat up the sushi guy. And he went, ran. Not to Pete. Get... Yeah. yeah, some rando, right? He started running like he was going to push through us. It was hilarious because he saw Pete and then veered into me. 
<laughs> halfway, like he was like literally three steps away. <clears throat> the last you could see on it, it was rage on his face, but it's the calculation of who he could push or push by to get to the sushi guy. Like he did the one step calculation at beat and then veered off to the left. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this week's Riddler is actually just like you should uh, write or call in or however you want to reach us, wizard at dwarfview.com. But call in or write in with your um, best Bad Samaritan story. Yeah, that's good. A a story where um, you uh, tried to do the right thing, tried to help someone, and then it just was a disaster for either you or them. You can uh, record yourself and email it to wizard at dwarfview.com, or you can just write us a, an email and we'll read it. But uh, the best story, we'll get a prize. Edwin with this week's Riddler, and uh, we will use your audio on the next episode. Yeah, we're also at AAO Podcast on Twitter or uh, whatever it is on Instagram. I think it's at Dorfyou, D-R-F-Y-O-U, whatever. Yeah, come see us. We should wrap this one up. Uh, Okay. Yeah. What did we did we learn anything? I mean, I feel like I did. I mean, you two learned a lot about Dan Mills and his vomitorium of uh, Samaritan (laughs) episode. Oh my god, that definitely is like one of those stories I'm going to be telling other people. I just Ugh. think it's awkward enough to be holding on to a 90-year-old lady because it's old person skin, but they're also obese. So, I think like, she had clothes on. She did have clothes on with a diaper under the clothes, and I guess when she started uh, soiling the diaper is when Dan started vomiting all over the car, and he still couldn't pick her up. <laughs> <laughs> then she had a... to go to a restaurant. That's so <sighs> bad. At that it's point, bad. it didn't matter. It's COVID anyway. Everyone's eating outside. Yeah, but she would be uncomfortable, I feel like. I don't know if you could hear me This woman's like, she doesn't really talk. Yeah, she's kind she's of wheelchair bad. bound. And they're trying to just help her out to like get her out of the house, get her something different. <sighs> I could see why he tried, but man, it just... I mean, we all would have tried. It just would have... Just, I mean, you have to try. Yeah, it just sucks. You have to. They put, they put you in that situation like, hey, I can't do this. Will you do this? Like, yeah. Yes, it needs to be done.